0: Greetings, precious humans. This is Legendary Insights. I am your host, Laura Legendary, and today we have a guest. Brian Harchin of Harchin Consultancy is going to talk to us about web accessibility, software development, and how he lives his best, most ingenious life by enabling others to do the same. Brian, welcome to the program. Let's start by sharing with the audience a little bit about you and your background.
1: Well, thank you very much, Laura. It's a pleasure to be with you today. I have been blind since birth, um, and that was really quite a long time ago, certainly well over 40 years ago. And I was born in London in the UK. From the age of literally about 30 months, I was speaking into a tape recorder, and reciting the alphabet, things like that. And I I do have the recordings (laughs) to prove it. So since a very young age, I've always been interested in anything that's in any way connected with speaking, with audio. And as I progressed through my school days, I became interested very much in technology. So this was the time in the early 1980s, when I was a teenager, when a lot of people started to use computers, particularly uh, sighted people and uh, TV games as well, those terminals that you could connect to a television set. <laughs> so I thought that it would be a good idea as a, a school project, a class project, to learn how to program, how to do computer programming. And so I wrote some Space Invader type games with audio cues so that I could play them and so could my my blind school friends as well. And that has really taken me through uh, from the beginning, from when I started to uh, work with technology. In the 90s, I began teaching people in a rehabilitation environment, uh, people who have recently lost their sight, um, about computer technologies, because I wanted to share the skills that I had acquired over the years and pass them on to other people, particularly as the internet was very new at that point. And one of the things that I discovered particularly was that as people get older, visual impairment is not the only disability that one can sustain. A person may have additional dexterity difficulties, they might have additional brain difficulties, or indeed loss of limbs, that sort of thing. And for those people, it really was a challenge being able to use a computer. And that really brought me to the early 2000s, when I began looking at ways in which people could speak to the computer, and to be able to control it by voice. So that's really a little bit of uh, my background before we start talking about uh, exactly what we do at Junk Consultancy.
0: Wow, so you're all self-taught. That is so impressive. When did you know that web accessibility and software development would be your life's work?
1: I read a, um, a manual Uh, which Freedom Scientific, the developers of JAWS, had issued. And what was good about that was that it wasn't a programming manual as such. What it did was it described programming in a very narrative style, a style that anybody hopefully could understand, and I certainly understood it. And it gave real-world examples of how you could program JAWS to make computing applications accessible. And I began to experiment with this and I realised there were some very cool things you could do with it. And so um, I have been what we call JAWS scripting now for uh, probably about well, let me think, uh, about 16 years or so. And um, as you say, I have made it my life's work. I have worked for um, other access technology companies since then. And we decided a couple of years ago now to uh, create our own business, which I'm really glad to see is, is doing exceptionally well.
0: Brian, for people who don't know either because they don't use JAWS or are unfamiliar with the term. Could you please tell our audience what JAWS scripting is?
1: Of course. So JAWS is a screen reader and... As I often say to people who want to know how the different technologies work, JAWS is the part, as the name suggests, that reads the the contents of the computer screen. Now, technically, it's doing a lot more than that, but that's putting it in its simplest form. So anything that a sighted person can see on the computer monitor, JAWS typically is able to relay that. Now, the difficulty is that, that JAWS will... Uh, read pretty much anything that's put in front of it, providing that the application is what we call accessible. So if JAWS knows how to talk to that application and get information from it, the computer program, then pretty much it's going to work. However, there are situations where it simply doesn't know how to work with an application. It could be that the developers of that application have no awareness whatsoever about um, accessibility and how we as blind people work with a computer program or interface. To that end, the very powerful JAWS scripting or programming language comes into play. And what that does is it enables Uh, what we call a script writer, such as myself, to work with the application and with JAWS to make sure that we as blind people can use it. And that has helped us as a company in two ways. First of all, we have created a range of products exclusively for the JAWS screen reader, which allows people to be more productive. But secondly, one of the parts of job I do is that I visit blind and partially sighted people, typically in their places of work. So this is throughout the whole of the United Kingdom. I'll go into um, a, a job site where a blind person is working and I will ensure that the application that they need to work with is accessible. That could be a call centre application. Um, it could be uh, someone, um, a lawyer, who needs to access a particular database. Something anyway that is going to help that blind person be more productive and ultimately to keep them in work. Because obviously, if they can't access the same um, program as their sighted colleagues are using, then there is a problem. And that's where I come in and hopefully make it so that they can work with it.
0: So you craft JAWS scripts on demand so as to build a bridge between your client, the web or application, Something inaccessible or proprietary?
1: That's a very good way of putting it. That's exactly how it works. So uh, a company uh, will approach me and ask whether I can make the program accessible. And I will go in. Not only, uh, I don't just go in and say, well, here's how we're going to make it accessible. I've always believed that working with the client, with the customer is the most important thing. Because a lot of programmes are huge and very complex in nature, and it may be that a person only needs access to a certain part of that. So establishing a good rapport with the individual client and with their line manager as well, because he or she will know what the person is meant to be doing, um, is uh, it does play a large part in the whole process.
0: So what you're really doing, it seems to me, is that you are not only enabling people to become employable, but you're helping people to remain employed.
1: Yes, I would say that's right.
0: Yet you haven't stopped there. You've created some of your own assistive technology tools.
1: As I alluded to earlier... One of the areas that I became particularly interested in uh, was a person being able to speak to the computer, um, because for all kinds of reasons, a person may not be able to um, have access to the keyboard. Uh, A lot of our customers are extremely vulnerable. They perhaps are uh, using a wheelchair, they don't have any arms. They have other difficulties in addition to blindness, and they should not be disadvantaged. They should still be able to use the computer, I think. And so, um, our most popular product is called JSAY. That is J hy- hyphen or dash S A Y, and. That allows a person to completely control the computer without the need to use the keyboard. They can do so if they wish, but the vast majority of our customers do not. So they, uh, from the point of view of turning the computer on and that is one thing we can't do for them, they can actually speak to the computer and everything that you and I, Laura, would take for granted in terms of creating documents, working with the internet, managing our email, even listening to the radio, those sorts of things, they can do simply by speaking to the computer.
0: In doing the preparation for my show, Brian... One of the things that jumped out at me when I was reviewing your website was that you cater to a wide range of users. You don't just create products and services for young, tech-savvy, technically fluent and sophisticated users with eye things. You offer products for people of all ages, all abilities, and all levels of expertise. To that end, one of the products I was really excited to read about was something you offer called Leasey.
1: Leasee, that's right. Yes, uh, that's a very good point. With most of our products, I would say about 60% of our customer base are over the age of 60. What we want to do is to ensure our products are as simple and as easy to use as possible. So yes, Leasey allows a person... Um, to use a computer irrespective of their computing ability. So whether you're an extremely basic or or new computer user, if you've not used a computer before, through to an advanced user who just wants a lot of power tools to improve their productivity, then certainly Lisi is a good product. So it started out... Uh, My wife, uh, Lulu Hartgen, uh, designed the concept of it, and I just did the work on it. (laughs) Um, It started out as a product. Imagine a situation where you have not used a computer before. There are no training opportunities open to you, and you need to know how to get started, how to work with common tasks that people would typically want to achieve with their computer. So writing a document, processing your email, that sort of thing. Um, Lisi started out as, as a product to deal with those issues. So essentially, what it's like is when you start the computer... It brings up a very simple menu system. You cannot get out of this menu system. You cannot go to the start menu or to other Windows environments like the desktop. So there is no fear. There is no danger at all in in getting to somewhere that you really don't need to be. So the user would press their up and down arrow keys to move through the menu system. And LISI, which stands for LEARN, enable, advance, so easy, delivers the contents of this menu system using her own human voice. So this is not human sounding synthetic speech. This is a real human being. Lisi has her own voice and you can move through the menu and it does give you these menu items such as write a document or letter, send or receive email. You can even work with social media, listen to the radio, those kinds of things. And when you press enter, in order to move into one of these applications, uh, you may get another menu of uh, common tasks that you might want to perform. If you want to go back to the main menu, you just simply hit the escape key and it's, it's a bit like the back button on the iPhone, if you will. Um, it takes you back a level. Now, the good thing is that there is also context-sensitive help and it is very context-sensitive. So, by way of example, If you were working on a web page and you were focused on a hyperlink, which of course is a link to another page on the web, you could press the uh, context help key. And again, using Lise's own voice, she will explain to you not only how to interact with that link, but also what it is. Because a lot of people, if they've not used the internet before, they won't know. We back all this up with a comprehensive DAISY book. Uh, DAISY is a system that many blind people use as a talking book mechanism, um, and a lot of people have uh, DAISY players, and it makes it very easy to locate the section that you want. This is a five-hour tutorial, which takes a new user unfamiliar with working with a computer from the point of switching the machine on the keyboard layout through to using our product so it really is for the for the new user it is um a, a very useful tool to gently introducing the concepts of not only synthetic speech, but also, if the person wishes, the more advanced aspects of LISI, because there are a lot of tools, utilities and services in there, but also to JAWS' typical screen reading commands.
0: I read an article published by Access World about LISI. And one of the things that caught my attention was their praise of your documentation. It's been my observation that documentation can often be the weakest aspect of a software package, but Access World praised your documentation as clear, concise, and thorough.
1: We believe that the documentation is just as important as the product itself, because If you can't understand how to use the product, then you're not going to get the most from your investment, from what you've paid for it. And if I can say so, I think the reason that as a company we're successful, and the reason our documentation is successful, um, as claimed by Access World, is that um, I actually do not sit at a desk and just programme. I get out there and work with other visually impaired people, meet them, talk to them. Because if I don't do that, then the products have no future. And it's by training these people and finding out what their difficulties are, that I'm able to hopefully formulate that into into written text and to explain these concepts to uh, people who need to use our products.
0: One of the reasons I really wanted to do this interview with you is because I thought our listeners would really benefit by hearing about your products and services. Our listeners run the gamut of skills and abilities, and while there are many ways to listen to ACB radio, whether it's on the internet, whether it's by way of their super cool iPhone app, or by way of a radio reading service, or even over the telephone. The fact is, some people may find using Windows, for example, to be entirely too cognitively burdensome. Or maybe they just want to use the computer for the bare minimum, like sending an email to their grandchildren or listening to music. But the more I read about Lisi, the more intrigued I became, because it sounds as though, as the user learns and grows, Lisi will get out of the way, so to speak, so as to enable someone to take advantage of more sophisticated features.
1: That's exactly right. So with a a press of a keystroke, you can instantly turn off what we call Lisi Basic, and JAWS will behave just as it would do if Lisi were not installed, But those features are available, the advanced features um, of Leasey are available if the user chooses to use them. In that particular mode, which we call Leasey Advanced, we don't force anything on anybody. So, the features are just there if the person wants them. And all of them, without exception, um, are controllable. So a person has various uh, degrees of verbosity. One of the things that we do have in Lisi, um, especially for the new users, is something called Lisi Radio. A lot of visually impaired people not wanting to stereotype, but we do enjoy very much listening to the radio. And so what we've developed is a radio directory consisting of 10 categories, broad categories or genres that a person may want to select. And each one contains a variety of different stations. And of course, in the variety category, we do have all the ACB radio streams in there. was one of the first things we did because, we know how well received ACB radio is. So a person can simply select the variety category and they can uh, find the ACB radio stream they want.
0: Tell me about your other product called j Dictate.
1: Okay, so I talked about j giving one complete hands-free control of the computer, but we realised there was a need for uh, perhaps a lower cost product, um, for people who just wanted to dictate text into the computer and they they were going to do that for reasons of productivity they were quite content to navigate the windows operating system and to carry out any document or email editing with the keyboard but they they couldn't type particularly well, or they wanted to improve their productivity. Because the speech engine that we work with in terms of Dictate is called Dragon Naturally Speaking. And some people may have heard of that. So Dictate is a bridge, if you like, between Jaws for Windows and Dragon Naturally Speaking. And the good thing about Dragon Laura is that it allows you with a high degree of accuracy to reproduce text at approximately 160 words per minute. So I'm a good keyboard user, but I can't type at 160 words per minute. I can do about 90, I think, but I can't do 160. So you can see just by that basic example, how this could improve a person's productivity not only for purposes of study, and we do have a lot of students who are using this particular product, but also particularly for people in employment. So again, people in the legal profession, we have a good number of lawyers who are using this. Um, also social workers, people in the in the caring profession, um, and we have some well-established authors and playwrights who are composing their material, their scripts for radio and television drama, who are using J-Dictate.
0: I really want to encourage our listeners to head over to your website, Brian, and we'll give them that information in a moment. But I want to let everyone know that, as if all of this weren't enough, Brian also offers some classes. He'll teach a class on Microsoft Word and creating accessible documents. He also has a beginner class on Outlook. Email basics. He also will teach JAWS scripting if that's something you want to learn to do yourself. Brian also does technical support on all of his products and services. He will set up and configure a computer system for you so as to be completely accessible right out of the box. Brian also does remote access, support. And because he has customers all around the world, he also has extended business hours.
1: When we started the company, we did realise that the majority of our customer base who buy our products are going to be from the United States and Canada. And that has held true very much. Um, we, We were right. To that end, what we did was we established a telephone number Uh, in the United States where people could call and that is put through to here in the UK. We actually close our office at around 5pm Eastern time, um, which is 10pm in the UK. And that allows people to get the help that they want yes we can remote onto people's computers and we've made recently considerable financial investment to ensure that that quality of remote access is even better than when we started out if a person has purchased a product from us then that remote technical assistance is provided at no cost to them whatsoever obviously if they're not one of our customers, then there, there would be a charge for that. But particularly for people who are using who are using our voice recognition software, then they are going to uh, really benefit from that remote assistance. There is often no one available in the local area who has the first notion of how this software works. So we're very pleased to offer that service to them.
0: So Brian, by now I'm guessing more than a few people in our audience who may not know you by name are thinking that your voice sounds familiar. Tell our audience about some of the work you do on air.
1: We own a radio station which is called Team FM. So that's www.team.fm fm.com. It's available 24 hours a day. It's my wife Lulu Harton who is the station manager but undeniably I've done the technical work on it. As a side note, it's actually quite interesting that we have this station from a business level Point of view because one of the things that we do is we help visually impaired people who want to get into broadcasting, whether that is from a commercial. Um, radio point of view, or indeed, if they just want to uh, host a show on an internet radio station. Uh, For a long time now, I've created JAWS scripts for a popular product, which is called Station Playlist Studio, and that allows blind people to do just that. So the fact that we have Team FM available, people can tune into that, they can see what can be achieved Um, from hosting an online radio station. But yes, um, um, I do host a couple of shows on the station at weekends, which I'm really um, thrilled to do. I really enjoy doing that. It's one of the uh, high points of my weekend when I do have a little bit of downtime. Team FM does provide a wide range of of music and entertainment. um, And we do have a number of highly professional broadcasters Um, whose shows are carried on Team FM, and they are very knowledgeable about the music genres that they share with us. During the week, we have almost continuous music on the station, and we get a lot of email from people who are working in factories um, or who are um, are studying, whatever they're doing. They are just really pleased to have that um, without Uh, people talking in the background so in the week we have the continuous music and at the weekend we have hopefully fun and entertaining um, programming to listen to.
0: And I just want to jump in here for a moment and let our audience know that when you use the pronoun we you are referring to yourself as well as to your lovely wife Lulu. Lulu is amazingly talented in her own right, and her voice can be heard on Team FM as well, yes?
1: Oh, indeed. Absolutely. You can hear her almost every hour. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yes, as I said, she is the uh, the station manager. She has a lot to bring to, to Team FM and to our company as well. Um, she has a lot of very innovative ideas. And um, obviously, um, yes, you can hear Lulu on Team FM and in a number of the podcasts as well on our own company website.
0: There's a lot to explore on your website, Brian. So let's tell everyone how they can find you if they want more information.
1: The company website is at www.hartgen.org. www.hartgen.org. The Team FM website is www.team-fm.com. And um, anyone is welcome to follow me on Twitter or indeed Facebook, although I realise that's perhaps less common. But uh, my username is the same, wherever it is, and that is Brian Hartgen. B-R-I-A-N-H-A-R-T-G-E-N. And I'd be delighted to have a chat with anybody.
0: Brian, thank you so much for spending this time with me.
1: Thank you very much to the ACB radio audience for listening.
0: Okay, friends, until next time, live your most ingenious life.